the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Still not used to it. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on 80 M560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, coming in hot this week with a lot, a lot of different topics. I'm, I'm watching, as I was prepping for the show, I'm looking that Tr- President Trump has get, been given a two-year ban. I'm looking at Fauci emails being released. Fauci lied. People died. I, when, that, when is that chant going to come out? Uh, who knows? Uh, there's just so much to cover this week. Uh, you know, when you have a, a weekday program, you got to figure out what, what exactly is it you want to cover because uh, and it changes. My this show has changed like three or four times this week. But I thought one of the things I did want to do today, um, one of the guests that's going to be joining us today is Andorn. Andorn, Andorn is joining us. Uh, she's the lady, lovely lady, who's also a police officer today. But her husband, Captain David Dorn, was brutally slain um, back in St. Louis when the riots kicked off. Um, what was sad about it? I actually saw the live feed. As this as this this wonderful guy was dying, you literally saw the life leaving his eyes, and people were just running across from him, just just didn't care, going in snatching whatever they wanted, walking across him. It was just it was a sad day for America, and I wanted to to bring her on the show, you know, because I saw, you know, one year after George George Floyd was murdered or killed, um, George became an, uh, an angel. And we didn't celebrate or did we, we didn't honor this man, this man who was a true hero. You know, we didn't we didn't put out, you know, I, I re- you rarely saw anything about Captain David Dorn um, nationally. And so I wanted to bring Ann Dorn in to really talk about that. We're going to be talking with State Senator Neil Anderson about the, all the shenanigans going on down there in Springfield. I wanted for the second hour, I wanted to bring Dr. David Kobaba in to talk about Fauci and how we all said, you know, masks didn't work. They were forcing us to do something that, uh, and and Dr. David Kobaba go more into that when he joins the show. Um, I'm excited about today. Um, I called. I I said to myself when I was putting this show together, I said, should I bring in the troublemaker back again? And I was like, yeah, I'll bring him back in. So I'm I'm happy to see that my buddy, the troublemaker, is back in studio today. Troublemaker, what's going on? Thank you for having me, John. And I must be something like a psychic because I said, I'm going to wear my back to blue. And you never said anything about the show to me. Yeah. No. And I and I wore my back to blue and I got an honorary badge yeah, pin, and, a hat. and a hat. 
And Does you know, it, 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 it ended <laughs> up fitting. Fit? You know, I got a big head. <laughs> you know, but I knew our officers and our law enforcement, they need our back. They need our support. Yeah. You know, so I, I must be psychic because I met a, I met this gentleman right here. And I'll introduce yourself to everybody. I'm J.D. Bates. And uh, I'm the founder of Back the Badge. It's a 501c3 charity. And we support law officers everywhere. Yeah, I'm not. I, can you say that again, Jay? Can you speak up to, to, towards the mic? I said my there name is J.D. Bates. And I'm the founder of Back the Badge. We are a 501c3 charity. We support the police department. Uh, we go out and do rallies in support of the police. Uh, currently, we're putting together resolutions and amendments that we go and meet counties and towns and get them to sign so we can get the HB 3653 repealed or else most of it. Oh, yeah. It's and, a and, bad and, bill. And, Jay, I, I already got your, your nickname. I've, I've already figured out what, what I want to call you. All right. Jay, Mr. Chairman Debates. Because you're also <laughs> oh. a chairman... In Putnam, Putnam County, County yeah. Republican Party. Yes, sir. Oh. Mr. Chairman, I don't think we've given that name out, Mr. No. Chairman, have we? No. Mr. Chairman. All right. Welcome, thank you. welcome to Black and Right for the first thank time. Thank you, John. It's my now, Jay, pleasure. You also, were you, you, you were in law enforcement, correct? Yes. I worked for Roger Scott on the auxiliary sheriff's team back in DeKalb County from 85 to 89. Wow. So, and, and believe it or not, he is one of the longest running sheriffs in the state of Illinois at 52 years. He just turned his resignation in effective June 26th of this month. He will retire with wow. 52 years of service oh. as a DeKalb County Sheriff. He wow. is, he is a, a citizen's friend. He is the kind of sheriff that he doesn't want the people to be messed with unless you're the kind that needs to be messed with. Yeah. My hat's off to him because yeah. uh, to make it 52 years, and especially in this type of a climate, oh yeah, he's lucky to get out. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. And he's in his 80s now. Whoa! Oh. Yeah. So who's going? So he's resigning then. So who's taking over? Uh the uh, under sheriff. Oh, okay. From what I understand, is going to take over and become the sheriff until they can run an election. You know, because sheriffs are elected. Yeah. Well, as I, you know, I, I see that Miss Dorn has um, joined us early. Mm. Uh, as I as I told you guys. Um, last year, uh, Ann Wooddorn, I should say, I should call her by the name, her proper name, Ann Wooddorn. Um, she's also a, a, a police officer as well. I don't know if you guys heard her speak at the RNC convention in t- uh, 2020, but it was, I mean, it was heartbreaking. You right. know, I, when I, I played that speech when she did it the following week on, on this show here, and I, I really wanted her to come on the show, give us an update. Uh, I saw that there were some things happening in the city of St. I believe it's St. Louis. Uh, where um, the alderman and I guess I guess it was the alderman um, did something in David uh, Captain David Dorn's honor. But before I bring her on, I wanted to play an audio clip that I heard from her that I heard her give right after Captain David Dorn passed, and I, I got her permission to play it. Play it because I didn't just want to play any you know any audio. Right. Um, I wanted to make sure that I got her approval because if you've ever been around her, man, she's I mean. I'm telling you, Miss Miss Dorn, Miss Wood Dorn is is an amazing, an amazing person, man. And I mean, she's just so infectious, you know. Even when all that was happening, you know, as as I started to hang around her, when she would come to Will County to certain events here in Illinois, you could tell that she was she was just an amazing person. So I wanted I want to start off the show by just playing what Miss Dorn, Miss Wood, Ann Wood Dorn actually had to say right after this happened. Here we go. On behalf of myself, my children, and the family of David Dorn, 
We'd like to thank friends, neighbors, coworkers, and the community for showing all the love and support we suffered through the tragic loss of my husband, my beloved husband, David Dorn. We'd also like to thank St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department for their hard work and perseverance through this investigation, as well as the Circuit Attorney's Office. He dedicated his life to the city of St. Louis, retiring at the rank of captain after 38 years of distinguishable service, then as a chief of Moline Acres for almost six years. During those years, he's touched so many lives as a friend, mentor, co-worker, and guardian. His life was senselessly taken from me, from us, by an opportunist who had no regards for human life or the law. This didn't have to happen, but it must have been God's plan for David. We need to come together as a community and do better. We need to teach our young people that life is very precious. We as a family are going to be taking some time to focus our attention on healing, which is very important as we move forward. We would like David's legacy to be remembered as a loving husband, father, grandfather, brother, uncle, friend, colleague, and most importantly, a child of God. I want to thank you all for coming, and God bless you all. And Wood Dorn. Welcome back to Black and Right. How are you today? I'm good, John. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to give us an update You know, every, of everything that's happening down in St. Louis. Um, before we get started on it, what was the occasion? I saw some pictures that you posted um, mm-hmm. about uh, some street signs. Can you talk to the audience about what that was? Um, it was the one-year anniversary celebration of David's life. Um, one year ago, Wednesday, David was murdered and, um, our Africa society of police and community members got together and they had a memorial dedication for him during that, um, ceremony. We had, um, two highways and a city street Wow. renamed after David. Wow. So, yeah, so it's a good, uh, it's good. It's great <laughs> honor to have him remembered in such a way, um, it's a section of, uh, if anybody's familiar with St. Louis, it's a section of St. Charles Rock Road Yeah. Um, from 170 to Kenlin out in the county. And then it's um, a section of Highway 70 between Kings Highway and Shreve, an area he patrolled. I mean, half of his career, he was in that area patrolling or doing something in that area. Yeah. And then um, the street right in front of Lee's Pondagory where he was murdered was yeah. dedicated to him. And you, you, you mind if I call you in? Is that okay? You can call me Ann, please, yes. <laughs> okay. When we come back from break, I want to go into, you know, what your, what your thoughts and feelings are of, of what's happening in our in our society as it pertains to police. Uh, guys, don't go anywhere. We have Miss Ann Wood Dorn on, widow of former captain, I mean, former police officer, Captain David Dorn. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Switch your switch. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. 
I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself and Mr. Chairman, Jay DeBates. Welcome back. Uh, before the break, we were talking with um, current p- police officer Ann Woodern and widow of Captain David Dorn. Uh, welcome back, Ann. Thank you. So, I mean, I'm looking at the celebration. I see that my, my friend, State Representative Shamed Dogan, was there as well. He, he proposed one of the bills to one of the highways. Yes. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. He supported one of the bills. That's I love that guy. That's I mean, he, he's he, and he really is somebody who's been trying to to make sure that not only is policing held accountable, but we also go after the those who has has anybody been arrested or uh, in this case. Oh yeah, there's seven under arrest for um, for the entire case. There are two. Seven total. There are two charged with murder, though. Um, Stephen Cannon has been charged with uh, murder one, and I believe the other one is Jimmy Robinson with murder two. Wow. How you doing? How you doing, Ann? This is Verlon Galloway. I am so sorry for your loss. I'm at I'm at a loss for words, you know, for you and your family. I, all I can do is wish you my condolences. But um, thank you. I appreciate that. You hit on something that that mm-hmm. people gloss over. Our young people. They do not value life. And I don't know what what we can do to educate them or make them feel something, because I think they're empty on the inside. And does it is it going to take them to spend 25 years to life in jail before it hits them and wakes them up to to, to understand what they took from somebody or what they took from the world? Or, or, or what what answer do you have for people out there and for these young people? You know, I've been searching that since since David was murdered, um, and and for many years prior, working with young people in the community. But um, they're missing God in their life. They're missing family, Amen. and th- those are I, to me. I think those are the two main important things people need. They need they need a stable family structure. You know, mothers and fathers. You know, even if mothers and fathers aren't together, you know, as a couple living in a home, at least have them in the child's life. Um, and bring God back into the homes, bring God back into our community. Um, these kids just don't have a sense of morality. They don't have the sense of what's right or wrong sometimes. And part of it, I think, is, you know, some of these younger parents who don't know how to, to, who, to parent place their children in front of video games. Uh, hmm. And they get desensitized by all these murders and stuff they see on TV or in these video games. And so when they play these games and then they go on the street and it's real life, I don't think they separate the two. Good thought. Yeah, I they, really don't. They don't. And my condolences, J.D. Bates here. I have a 501c3 called Back to Badge. Um, you know, part of the complacency is Hollywood. You know, they want to have all the guns, but they support all the wrong side. A lot of them don't stand with the police, but yet they want the protection of the police when it's in their benefit. And that has to be changed in society. I mean, we have to go back to the godliness of I'm 63 years old. When I was raised, nothing was open on Sunday. You went to church, you went home at 8, and you had your family the rest of the day. And and that's what it was. And we loved the police. My dad was Dave and I were both. Oh, wow. Dave and I were both into church. We, you know, he had a, um, I was raised in church. He was raised in church. And then I joined his church family when we got together and, um, They've been amazing, and they raise the entire church. Raise the children. Amen. Hey, and what what does this you say know? about our society and the culture? Where I, I mean, you heard everything about George Floyd, uh, who you know they basically 
monument. He was monumental uh, the other day when uh, the last week when the the anniversary of his um, death. I feel like so, and, and I say this. I've said this time and time again on the show. We've gone to. We've made the criminals heroes and the heroes criminal. What does that say about yeah. where we've gone as as a culture, especially somebody that's still out there and seeing and having to, you know, face this this evil? That's what I call it. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that you know kids nowadays are seeing you know a person who lives and dies by a life of crime be sensationalized and and be made into a martyr and what does that what does that tell our children yeah. you know yeah you, you know that you can go out and commit these crimes and super heinous acts and then you know your family's invited to the white house they get millions yes. of dollars um it's just not it's not what i want my kids or my grandchildren to be taught yeah here's a question you know, though and were, that's were, unfortunately were you invited to the biden's white house um did, did did you receive any invitation no and i've never been contacted by any anyone in the democratic party wow that says a lot do you think it's intentional because I, I i'm sorry i believe that it's intentional to try to tear down our society and and create it into into something else i don't know what they don't even know what but they don't like the way america is founded and they don't like they want america to regress so they can promote something else. What do you see that I don't see and the rest of America can't I, see? I think it's a lot of fear base going on. They want, they want, and, and people don't hear, hear this, that they want people to be fearful and go to the government and the government will have the answers or fix their problems for them. Well, I don't know Where, how government will, will solve anything because it hasn't. When has government not. ever fixed anything? Look at look at the postal surface. Yeah. Uh, postal surface is in debt. Look at Medicare in debt. Medicaid in debt. Military is the only thing they do well. Exactly. That's military, and that's only because of Republicans. Yeah, but everything else is in debt or ready yeah. ready to fail. So where how is government going to solve our problems? They're not. They're not. It, yeah. You know, as a family and a community, we have to come together and do it ourselves. Yeah. So, and have have you have, are you created or have you created something to honor the legacy of Captain David Dorn, or is that something in the works? It's in the works. I am creating um, a scholarship fund of some kind for him. Um, I, I'm in the talks with a few people. Uh-huh. Um, there's a university here that now has a, um, well, Lincoln University has a um, a criminal justice program. Oh, wow. It's a, it's an all-black university that has a criminal justice program now that the governor just started. Yeah. And I'm going to try and work with them eventually and get a scholarship fund set up, but also um, – a retired policeman who was one of Dave's partners years ago, he's trying to um, reestablish some of our older schools and not close one of our schools. And he wants to name it after David oh, as wow. a um, trade school and have criminal justice as part of it. So, I mean, I'm sure there's people that are listening right now and say, I want to help with that. Is there, is you have any contact mm-hmm. information where people can um, send you information or want, those who want to get involved? How do they get involved? I don't have that yet. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't have it still in the works, but they can reach out to me through private message, either on Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Um, search, search for me and they'll find me. Um, send me a private message if they want to help. Yes. Yeah, and um, I'll get a list going. Speaking of Instagram, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook blew up um, over, uh, I think it was Terrence Williams who came out and basically just went just all in on the whole left, the regressives and and, and and how they, you know, eulogize George Floyd 
and not Captain David Dorn. I mean, you're everywhere. Your name is literally everywhere on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, oh all God. the social media platforms. Everybody's yeah. out there talking about Miss Ann Wood Dorn and how do they get in contact with you? How can they help you? So uh, we, once you get that done, we're going to have you could come back on because, um, you know, my TikTok and all that. I mean, I'm just a small, small little country boy from <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> but I really want, you know, I really want to, 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 to help you with this as much as I can because um, you, Dave, Captain David Dorn didn't have to die the way he did. Uh, and it's a shame. And I want to help you as, as, as much as I can. That sound good? Thank you. That sounds fabulous. Thank you so much. All right. Miss Ann Wood Dorn, widow of Captain David Dorn. Thank you so much for joining Black and White. And once you get that up, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to post this. I'm going to jip this video, this uh, interview and post it onto the um, social media places so people can find a way to get in contact with you as well. That's great. Thank you so right. much. Thank you so much, Ann. All right, guys. Have a great day. You too. That's All right. She is. She, she's really, really amazing. That's a strong woman. A lot of a lot of people, not just women, would go somewhere and cower in a corner after a loss like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not her. Not and she's her. still doing the job. Mm. She's still doing the job today. You know, I mean, hats off to her. Hats off to her family, her sons, uh, who who also have been strong throughout all of this. And I think I think what what his death should do is awaken people to just how stupid, just what really was the hallmark of what happened in the summer of 2020 led by Black Lives Matter and Equifa. Because they are the ones that, that, you know, not January 6th, you know, that shouldn't be our concern. What, what should be our concern is the summer of 2020. Too many people lost everything. Listen to the Black and White on the M560 Answer. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Double man. Come on now. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio uh, with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway, and Mr. Chairman Jay DeBates. Um, that interview with the end, just a reminder of, of I remember literally watching the live feed of Captain David Dorn as you saw the life leave his eyes. It just reminded me of just how, 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 how we have our priority priorities. I posted to Facebook a picture of, and I think it was Officer Daniels, the, the guy from Facebook, the officer. I believe it was from him. I could be wrong, but it was a picture of um, Young Thug and a picture of Dr. Myron Roll. Uh, and how if you showed your kids these two pictures and he did, I guess he did some type of thing. And it was the the people knew who Young Thug was, but didn't knew who Myron Rowe was, who was a former NFL player who went back and is now a doctor of medicine and how nobody under, knew who he was. It just shows us where we are culturally, you know, and I, I really believe the culture is really driving everything today. And, 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 and it, it's involved in, when you look at the public, as we talked about, was that two, three weeks ago, Verlon, the policy and how it's driving the culture today at an extra astronomical rate on top of big tech helping push culture. What do you say? No, everything you said is right. Oh, okay. Everything that you said was right. 
You know, um, it's a concerted effort, whether it's movies, music, and in schools is being taught that your kids are evil just because they're white. It's a concerted effort to destroy our culture and our way of life. Yeah. Uh, America. Because Jay right. and I are not supposed to be friends. Oh, no, you're not. Right. You know, Jay's from Putnam County somewhere, and, and I've actually went to speak there when I was state rep. But I, we're not supposed to be friends because he's supposed to be my evil um, neighbor across the way. Yeah. He's, but, supposed, he's, he's, he's an ex-slave master. Yeah, but it's not nowhere near who Jay debates is. <laughs> right, Jay? Right, right. Hey, come on, Jay, come on. Well, well, you know, here's the problem. My granddad was born in 1903, and he told me when I first became a cop, he said, Jay, he said, this country will never be taken over. It'll be destroyed from the inside. He said, never let them get in a black and white race war. Never let that happen, son. He said, because if you let that happen, you'll America will be destroyed. That's what exactly what it is. What you just described is a cancer that's going to eat us from the inside out. Yep. It's not going to be another country. It's going to be us if we don't stop this right now. Yeah. But I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I have to be a man of my word. Wait, no, hold on, hold oh, on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. We, okay. We're going to go there. Okay. Because I, I want to play. I want to play something that I heard that just blew me away when I heard this father and his, his young daughter talking about critical race theory. And Philip, there's your cue, Ooh. as we talked about uh, throughout the week. <laughs> Philip, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out today, not for line. But Philip, I want you to hear this, Philip. And I want you to call call, call in at 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. Boom. And here Boom. it is. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't Daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow, yellow. right? Black. And and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See, this is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Amen. Not with my children. It's not gonna happen. My baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard. You don't know anyone. You can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT. Period. Point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. I want to present Phil's question to me, and I want to present it to the audience. So, Phil, you know I'm a man of my word. So you, you can defend your own position. Are white Republicans ashamed of white Americans' violent and recent history so much that they don't even want this truth taught in schools to their children? Now, it's a lot to unpack with that question. Philip from Blue Island, welcome to Black and Right. Uh, good afternoon, my friends. <laughs> What's up, bro? Everybody, one and all. <laughs> Go ahead. It's on you. What's what's okay. your answer? Again, again, and then this is something uh, that was being um, studied in Harvard and a couple of other institutions. And of course, uh, when it was Harvard, uh, Cornell, uh, National Institute of Health, they were all, and then they were focusing on Asian American, Latino American, and Indian uh, uh, racial experiences in America, especially when it comes to, to African Americans. So. All of these groups have experiences, and to uh, to be celebrating Tulsa, 
a hundred years later, and, and it's not to be like a big deal. You know, it seems like it's something that we should know. We should be taught this in schools. We, we should know this history without having to wait a whole hundred years and so forth and so on. And so my point was this. Why, why, why is it hey, that? Hey, Philip, Philip, uh, let's, let's hold that point. When we come back from break, I want you to expound on that point because I got a follow up that I'm going to I'm going to come back with you with this. Um, Philip, OK, got it. Oh, all right, my friend. <laughs> hey, Jim and Terry, hold the line. We'll take your calls after the break. You're listening to Black and White on AM 560 The Answer. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe Welcome back I'm to blind. Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway, and Mr. Chairman Jay DeBates. I forgot to say that we also have one more other person live in studio with us. My third child out of six, Kirsten Anthony. We're out on a date today. There she is on the camera. <laughs> she said, stop. Uh, Kirsten and I, are, uh, she came here to go with me today, to, and then we're going to go out to the movies to see Quiet Place 2. That's right, Daddy. Yeah. I, Sean Thompson talked about it on his show, so I said, oh, I got to go see it. I never saw part she, one. You never, ugh, You know what? You live, you're a hermit anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but before the break, we, 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 I'm going to, Philip, don't, call, don't, don't, don't yell at me. But an antagonist, the, Philip, the antagonist, the antagonist of the show. Oh, I like that, Philip from Brule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, listen, not the antagonist. That's we disagree right. on a lot of issues, <laughs> but I think this shows oh, you God. that no matter how you disagree, because we disagree with Philip uh. on a lot of things, but we can still have conversations and still be friendly with people. Yeah. Even if I want to go to war, because I do think we are at war with people like Philip. Philip, go ahead and make your point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> the antagonist, that's, that's pretty good. Well, I, 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 let me just, uh, so you all can get in. I, I'm just looking at, again, with all these different, what, what happened with the uh, Japanese during uh, World War II, I guess it was, and what happened with uh, Native Americans back at, uh, you know, with all the, the blankets and the, the things that, that the, the genocide that happened to them, the slavery that happened to us. Why is it that things like this are actually the truth? Now, you got the Republicans are always talking about the truth. The truth, the truth, the truth, especially, you know, after this Trump thing. But Trump was one of the main ones that struck down uh, the, even the study or diversity training for the White House. Real quick, about 1619, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. He, wanted, he, just, he killed all of that. And so why is it that y'all don't want the truth? Not to even be taught. That just doesn't make sense to me. Hey, Philip, I got a white guy sitting in studio who's going to answer that question for you. This is the reason why I brought him in. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Jay. Well, what is the real truth? It's like if you go back and read the good book the creator wrote, he doesn't say talk about what your skin color is. He said all men are created in the image of Christ. Why can't they get along? There's your point. All of us are not under that. All of us are not under that uh, teaching or, or under that dogma or religion, whatever you want to say. But again, and even if it, even if it's taught about white people, a lot of these white people uh, are, are not bloodlines of yours. They're just white people. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's your uncle or your, your great uncle or whatever the case is. You say founding fathers, and it's like only the founding fathers belong, belong to white people. That's disrespectful to everybody else hey, in America. Hey, hey, hey that, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hold on. Hey, Phil. Who was the first president to actually go to Africa and apologize for slavery? Do you know who that was? On the shores of Africa, you know who that was? No, I do not. George W. Bush. Did you know that? Okay, and the significance? The, the significance is you're saying why why white people don't want to know the truth. And I just gave yeah. you an example of a white, allegedly, or so-called white person who actually exposed the truth to say, you know, that he was upset with slavery. But does that matter? But he went to a whole other continent to do it. Why didn't no, he do it here? Because he, because you know he what I'm did. Saying? It. Oh, he's done it though. But but he but he went to the place where 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 so many people have issues with slavery. He went there to say we're sorry to the Africans and to the people of America. Is that okay? Not- so, right, no, no, that's a good point. But I'm just saying, don't we need to educate our citizens on the real uncut truth? What is that? You still happened. have yet to say what that uncut truth is. What is it? What? What is it? Okay, just like we just cele- we just celebrated, if you will, Tulsa, where they called it Black Wall Street. And, and I remember talking to another host on this show, and I asked him, man, you know what Black Wall Street is? He was like, no, never heard of it. Yeah. And again, so if we don't know about it, and again, let me say this real quick. Uh, um, uh, Biden just did a speech at that commemorance. And I think it was one of the most honest speeches <laughs> on racism. You can laugh at all you want on racism that any president has given. Let me let me, let me this last thing. You ain't it black. Was just, it was. Let me jump was, in. Let I'm me sorry. let me jump in here for a minute, Phil, because I'm I'm not gonna get a chance to talk, and I really want to say something. Listen, this critical race theory that you're pushing. Let's be honest. It's not equity, and it's not equality. It's revenge. Exactly. You know, and revenge is a dish best served cold. And I don't want any part of it because I, I can't swallow it. You know what I do with it? Revenge? Yes, exactly what it is. You know what I do with that dish? I eat it mm. and I spit it back in the face of leftists because that's where it belongs. It's a travesty of a mockery of shit. That's exactly what I do. Because you're, 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 teaching, you're teaching evil. You're teaching... It's abuse. Okay, wait a minute. Come on, come on, come on. No, wait, no. Let me let me let me finish. Let me let me finish. It's the truth. No, no. Let me finish. Hold on. You're teaching. You're teaching evil, and you're abusing little white children by telling them that they're inherently evil because of their skin color. It's because they're white. That's they because born. they're white. That's what they're teaching in no, school right now. How can you be again, for that? How can you? How can you not, be for wait, that? Wait, Phil? let him answer the question. Go ahead, it's Phil. not your bloodline. It's not again. See, white people want to take it so personal, like it's my uncle or like it's my cousin. It's not personal. It's just the history of America. A mystery. A history of America has been violent. Yeah. And it's not revenge. If it's revenge, just like just like um, uh, uh, whatever he said, uh, uh, the FBI guy Ten seconds, years Phil. ago. Ten seconds. Said the only, yeah, the 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 the, the most powerful uh, uh, threat against America is black unity. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Phil. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back with that after the break. You listening to Black and Right? And I swear, Jim and Terry, I'm gonna get you after the break. We'll be right back. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Ah, Kirk. 
Do you know the Klingon proverb that tells us revenge is a dish that is best served cold? It is very cold in space. Ha! Welcome Thank you. back to Black and Right on AM560 <laughs> Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway, and Mr. Chairman, Jada Bates. Wow. I see it, Verlon, but I got to take the other two first. I know, I know, I know. I got to take Jim. Jim from South Elgin, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good show? Good. Thank you. Um, you know, the first part where you're talking about what's going on culturally, you know, a lot of this can be blamed, first of all, on the government where the paycheck took uh, place of the father of the home. Welfare, all these kind of things have done nothing but cause fathers not to be in the home because, you know, Section 8 benefits, because you can't have a dad in home and receive be- benefits. Yeah, right. And you're kind of seeing the same thing today where people are getting paid not to go to work, so it's easier to let the government take care of them than go out and hustle and work and do things that you should normally do. And also, a lot of this cultural stuff, you know, a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, songs and things you can play it on the on the air, and these kids' heads are filled with. It. Sometimes you'll pull up to a store or something, and you'll hear this music, you know, bam, 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 and just all these, you know, obscenities being, you know, you know, pounded in people's heads day after day. And I think that's a big problem. Some of these video games are yeah. teaching people just to shoot, you know, like they're Superman in real life. That doesn't happen. You know, and they one day one day they wake up when they're forty years old. They've been the clink for twenty years. And, oh my God, what did I do? So a lot of the stuff needs to be taught, you know, or avoided, I should say, and should be kept out of people's lives. That's true. Opinion. All right. Thanks so much for calling us, Jim. Terry, let's go back to the phone line. Terry from Rogers Park, what's going on? Welcome back to Black and Right. Okay. Uh, I'm not so sure about the, the good for black children attending churches again. Uh, uh, if they have preachers like the one uh, in the church Obama. Jeremiah Wright? You're talking about Jeremiah Wright? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that all you had? Uh, isn't that enough? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah you're right. There you go. I, I love it. Here, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's one more thing. Uh, not your previous caller, but the one before that. He's full of crap. <laughs> hey, but, but Terry, hold the line because he just tried to, the next caller just tried to steal Philip's nickname. He yeah. calls himself the old school t- antagonist. So thanks so much for calling. Sean from Crown Point. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, brother? You. I enjoy your show. It's better than your, like I told you, your predecessor who uses the the source in the dictionary every time. (laughs) But anyway, I want to ask you a question. Who killed the bill for inner city kids to have a summer job? Because I didn't qualify. My parents worked. Wonder what president killed that bill? Who? Mr. Reagan. Okay. What was in the bill? Yeah, got one more. This is why I don't, you know, you, you talk about the right, and, and, and I saw this myself. I'm 62. I saw this myself beforehand. I'll never forget the looks on my friend's face when they couldn't go to work at some time because good old Ronnie boy had killed the bill. Yeah. Hey, hey listen, you got, you got 40 seconds. You, you got 40 what? seconds. Here's a quill. What was in the okay, bill? I just want to I know how the sausage is made. Oh, wait, hold on, sir. I know how the sausage is made. Maybe there was a kill pill in the, a kill poison in the bill to kill it. But go ahead, make your point. I just wonder why uh, lately the Trump supporters uh, want to sweep the insurrection underneath the rug when they do something wrong. No one swept. We talked about it on here. I I, I just don't well, see I'm the importance. About- I see more importance in and black people losing their businesses than I do some 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 soft 
these Congress people who, who actually had the protection in place and didn't put it into place. I care more about the people that have lost their businesses. I care more about the people who's lost their lives, like Captain David Dorn. That's who I care more about. Thank you. That's my concern. Not some pampered, pompous elected official sitting up there on the high and mighty. Hey, guess what? Hour two coming up. I'm fed up now. <laughs> to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I had to calm myself down. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. The troublemaker himself, you started all that. Yes, I did. I presented the question. I waited. I reserved the right to wait to say what I said, and what I said was the truth, not what Philip said. That's not the truth. Not in 2019, 2020, 2021, and forward. What Philip said is not the truth. They're holding on to the past. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. But they can't. They wouldn't have anything else. They wouldn't know how to adapt to a true future with every race. They only know they only know how to cherry pick the past to create their own ideology, their own theology to try to beat white people over the head to get what they want. How much power is in that, though? Right now, it's a lot because you got the president and the vice president backing it up and a lot of members in Congress backing it up. So right now, it's a lot of power The people need to, to understand they have one true power, the vote and vote these Sons of guns out of office. I, I, I call myself <clears throat> sons of guns out of office. <laughs> the dog faced pony soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Speak up to your mic. The dog faced pony go. soldiers. <laughs> well, they also got to remember that the president that we have was the one that passed that terrible bill that put so many young blacks in prison. And it just got released that he's a member of a white supremacist group. Oh, well. He should be impeached for that. I have I mean, not heard that one. That's new. That's breaking news to me. Came out this morning. <laughs> yeah, I have not heard that one, so <laughs> I have to read up on that. But, you know, you guys have been watching everything that's been happening in with, um, what do you call it, the um, Dr. Fauci and his emails. So he said at one point, the mask didn't work. Right? You know how many of us were... Shadow banned, suspended, becoming against and, and speaking out against the mask. So many of us. And I'll never forget our next guest, Dr. David Kobaba. He's the host of HealthQuest Radio, heard right here on these airways every Saturday. And I hope I get his time right. I believe it's 11 to 12. Uh, Dr. David Kobaba, welcome back. And I just got two words to say. Well, three, you were right. 
<laughs> you were right, sir, about the mask. You were right about so much stuff that happened with um, with the virus. I won't say the name because I don't want you two putting um, you know that little disclaimer on on this show. <clears throat> but you were right, sir. What what have what what do you have to say about it? Well, I think one of the things we've lost over the last year, year and a half, uh, we've lost our identity. Most of us had common sense prior. We might have been a bit vulnerable to something like this, but then we we kind of lost our way. I, you know, I likened it onto the uh, practice fire drills we used to have in school where they wanted us to pass safely but quickly out of the school. I was very surprised, John, how quickly this this country evacuated are, are, you know, from our normal lives in, in such a short span. But I think other people, most of us caught wind of some of the conflicts that we had been hearing and how, you know, how, what's the human brains of average intelligence now? What is the average person to do with wear a mask, don't wear a mask? Like, what are we supposed to do when we come to the crossroads of that? And of course, you know, there are probably, you know, more than biology, there, there's a thing called politics, self-interest, and then as they say, follow the money. All of those have been attributes of this whole thing that happened over this last year, year and a half. Well, Mr. Mr. Kababa, how you doing? My name is Verlon Galloway. Hi. I, I know that you're at the tippy top of the healthcare totem pole, and I'm at the bottom, like next to the bottom, because I'm a care tech, you're a doctor. But we've both uh, dealt with this disease in, in, you know, in real time. And I put myself on the front line. I didn't wear a mask because they told me not to for the first three months. I didn't catch anything, and I have an underlying health condition. I'm diabetic. I just don't believe that it's as serious as what they told us, and then the proof is in the pudding. I've got I've got tested uh, twice a week for the last past year. I've been, been tested over 200 and something times. I, I n- didn't have a, a sign of it. The people that was going to die from it would have died from the flu or anything else that would have threatened you know their their system because their system was you know wasn't wasn't the best. What do you think? Do you think that it was overblown or not? I know it's been 600,000 deaths, but we have 340,000 people in this country. Do you believe it was overblown to fit an agenda or a narrative? Absolutely, but in uh, many faceted, uh, you know, recent headlines say more evidence shows that the, the total deaths in 2020 uh, in this country and in the world were, were no different in 2020. And when you heard uh, Deborah, Dr. Deborah Bricks say, uh, with flu being gone, and you say to yourself, average intelligence, wait a second, how did the flu go away? Like, what, what happened that the flu went away? And what was it that the uh, COVID virus hung around churches, uh, but not uh, liquor stores? Uh, and you started thinking that. And the average person, again, which I like to, to speak to, because those are the ones I love most, are those that want to use their brains. And there are people like you and me who want to use their common sense. But then the powers that be, those that, you know, ride herd, they seem to give us information that might have been informative at times, maybe unknowing, and then maybe some misdirection. And I think we have a mix of that, too. And that more than concerns me, because how many people in this last year, for one reason or another, whether they wore the masks or whether they're getting the vaccines now or whatever, how many people passed who passed 
away alone without being near family members i think you're never going to get exactly. a re, you're, you're never going to get a restart on that how many people lost a grandma grandpa or a spouse and it may not have been covid although a motorcycle accident could have just well been scored as a covid hit you know because so because the numbers were not even being kept accurate and then you had hospitals who were literally producing profit hospitals last year gentlemen made more money than they have in previous years. So it was it was quite a, a payday, this whole thing, too. And our, there are people out there that are making profit on us, which I guess that's part of the, the human construct. But for me is what do we need to do with people just like you and me to go from here rather than get caught in the mud of the corruption and maybe use our God-given uh, common sense, use our innate intelligence and I'll tell you what, once they started separating us, whoever they were, Lori Lifewood said, stay off the lakefront. Well, we know that being outside was germ- germicidal, meaning it, you, you, it, you could actually, it was germicidal in that you were outside, you would actually keep this thing from spreading. And we just real quick, I'll say that the last pandemic in 1898, they took the soon to die people and put them out in tents, along with the nurse uh, staff that was l- laboring too. And they found that the people that they put outside guys rather than trapped in the building because they needed more room the people outside got well 48 percent at a higher rate 48 percent higher than those stuck in the building yet Lori lightfoot mayor Lori lightfoot stuck us you know closed the lakefront down things like that just didn't make sense to us if you're just joining the show we're talking with dr david kobaba host of healthcrest radio heard right here every saturday at 11 a.m well doctor i agree with you um i didn't wear a mask I wasn't going to wear a mask. I sleep with a uh, sleep apnea machine at night, so I am very careful because I have type 2 diabetes as well. But I wasn't going to wear a mask. I used to do uh, nuclear work, and we did asbestos removal. The masks and the face mask I have cost us 1300 bucks, and they would filter everything. There it is. And so what we did was we took the paper mask. I took two pounds of drywall dust with my compressor, and I had an audience with people, and I blew it at them. And I said, okay, two minutes later, take your mask off. You could see the white powder in their nose. It was in the corners of their mouths. Mm. I said, this mask is worthless. Yeah. Well, may I, may I say something about, you know, being commonsensical and, and practical? You know, the body has its own immune defense system. And it, 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 what's so interesting, guys, left foot, right foot, left foot, you see the bugs out there, the bacteria and the virus, they step a half a step ahead of us. But then our body's uh, uh, immune system, it steps forward and it meets the, the challenge. When you start messing with viruses and viruses are not living, I still hear doctors out there, the people, again, the pundits out there saying you can kill a virus. You cannot kill a virus because a virus is not alive. It is a biologic entity. You cannot kill it. You cannot kill it. Yet, I hear doctors out there on the TV radio saying we're going to kill this thing. No, you can't kill it, number one. When when you... Oh, I know. I hear the music. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey, Dr. Kobaba. I know what that's all about. C- can you stay over for the Oh, uh, oh for the sure. Break? Because that's, that's, I, I, want you to, to, I want you to really hammer out that point uh, because I think it's very important that, you, bet. you know, trust the science, trust the science. Yeah. I don't think we really trusted the science. Hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
When my life crashes, I'm not the guy that'll flee the scene. I'll take ownership and own it and raise my hand if it's me. Just remember, though, I'm only a man. I'm a human being. Don't they see? Shoot the breeze. I'd rather just stay discreet. People claim they're in your corner, but leave you in times of need. They don't listen, do they? What? They don't listen to any. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony, live in studio, who just swallowed a whole peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to work that peppermint down. Jay, thanks so much for going to get the coffee. You're welcome. Um, before the break, we were talking with Dr. David Kobaba. I don't know if you heard, was the, did the audio clip go out? Mm-hmm. Dr. Kobaba? Yeah. Did you hear the audio of um, Tucker? Uh, j- do you mean during the commercial break? Yeah, okay, no, okay. I'm, I want to no. play something, I want to get your... Your opinion about what um, Tucker Carlson, he, he actually, he went, he just obliterated uh, Dr. Fa- uh, Fauci. I want to play this audio and I want to get your uh, expert opinion about it. Here we go. In March of last year, former Obama official Zeke Emanuel wrote to Fauci to ask a very simple question, one that we've asked countless times. Are people who have recovered from COVID generally immune from getting infected with COVID once again? That applies to about 100 million Americans, so it's not a small question. Fauci's response, quote, no evidence in this regard, but you would assume that there would be substantial immunity post infection. Well, yes, you would assume that we always have. And in fact, studies now show it is true. People who have had covid and recovered almost never get sick again from covid. So they don't need to be vaccinated. Yet to this day, Tony Fauci has never admitted that in public. What say you, Dr. Kobaba? Well, it's you know it's really simple because it's the same Dr. Fauci that that uh, invented words and and made us familiar to words like mitigation or vaccine when it really isn't a vaccine or variance when it's not a variance it's a mutation and I, I take umbrage to that because it, there's that miscommunication rather than telling the 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 honest to gosh truth and in this particular case you figure. Uh, there, there's a term called evolutionary pressure and vaccines. We're not talking about somebody who gets over it on their own with their natural defenses that are, uh, you know, on board, you know, computer that's in their body. To me, the protection that your antibodies, that your natural body can do on itself is and can be lifelong. When you take a vaccine, though, it's we, we're talking about this evolutionary pressure. It can produce mutations. You understand why we're having mutations, gentlemen? It's because we're actually kicking and poking at the hornet's nest. And what I was saying right before the break, in nature, when the bugs get a little bit ahead, we catch up. When we get a little bit ahead, they catch up. But when you go to your uh, laboratory and you start working on biological weaponry uh, and you read the studies of what happens, you're actually probing and you're creating viruses to transmutate right before your very eyes why my, my question is why are we studying these viruses for then if for no other reason than than the fact that the, we're trying to weaponize through a bioweapon like like this and it happened to be that in wuhan i personally believe it was a bioweapon lab and that's it and it and it turned into a global pandemic narrative trust me i believe in natural immunity as well because I put myself on the front line, and I don't know if I was already immune or what, but it didn't affect me. But I want to backtrack on one of your statements when it comes to the ban in hospitals and um, nursing homes when it came to family members. Trust me, I became, and a lot of us techs and, and aides became these people's family. And I've seen so much heartbreak. And I've seen people die from heartbreak because they didn't have the affection of their family. They felt abandoned. 
And I just think these lockdown policies were so wrong and so cruel to people. These people need to pay for that. You know, I, I echo John when you say when he says Fauci lied, people died and he needs to be held accountable. Well, do you know what? I, I wear glasses like some people do. Now, I hate my glasses, but I love my glasses because I can see. But through the years, I've actually caught myself being appreciative of the fact that I wear glasses because when I work in the shop and do other things, my glasses have helped to protect me. But it doesn't mean that I like my glasses and I wouldn't trade not wearing glasses if I could. So you see, if all of us always wear masks, we would have always been able to prevent a lot of infectious uh, transmission. If none of us drive cars, none of us would be killed in a car crash. So you have to get to the point where that common sense practicality, which I found missing in the year 2020, where the average American, the average American gained 23 pounds and the 40 percent of us Americans, we actually gained 33 pounds in just that short time. And then you talk about the overuse of alcohol, the suicide rate and you d- divorce rate was higher. And I wonder, we kind of fumbled it. And I don't think we were encouraged by the government, by the leaders to do things like get outside and get moving. And as I mentioned before at the beginning, guys, I have a sense that we were somewhat vulnerable before this happened because we've been kind of like held up as we do, like you guys said earlier in the show, with our uh, technology and we've kind of lost family and we kind of lost our way, which means any tinkering around in a biological lab that probably was done and it'll take two, three years for us to find out the truth, like, you know, truth is so hard to come by, you know, without wasting a lot of years worth of study before the truth comes out. And, that, and, I, and I really am offended by that as a person. I totally agree with you, doctor. It's like the nine most scariest words you ever want to hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> because they just don't. It's like there was so much business in Illinois crushed because of what our governor did. He just crushed the people. Yeah, and then maybe, maybe it is, guys, that... Uh, the science and the whole, the, the wonder drug, scientific breakthroughs, panaceas, magic bullets, miracle cures, extraordinary promises. I think maybe what we did on the good side, because I'd like to stay on the positive side here, maybe there's going to be a healthy challenge to the science that's out there where it's not all payola. And although, you know, the National Institutes of Health and so on, there, there, there's a, there is money laundering kind of sort of thing going on. And you know it and I know it. But I think for those of us as individuals, Individuals who are really wanting to be better stewards of the God-given body we were given, I think we can start to pull back a little bit, use our own, use our own intelligence. But I also believe, and you might agree too, the lower we live, the, lo- the lower we hang out in that lower strata of health, I think we're more open to the suggestion of people who manipulate us. And, and, the, and the converse is, is true as well. The healthier we get, and that healthiness has to do with day-by-day stuff that seems boring and mundane. It's drinking your water, getting your sleep, you know, sending a prayer up once in a while, you know, doing your best in life, eating as healthy food as you, as you know how, and you move on and you enjoy a healthier status in your own body, which then leaves you more protectant against these things when they when they ha- when they come at us. My only issue with this is that I think this being a generated a laboratorily uh, generated uh, virus. I think that it was it was kind of bigger and and 
and more virulent than our bodies on average could handle. And that's probably why it became so contagious. But again, as as you said earlier, it's not as serious as it was given credence for being. And that's the that was the, the disinformation, the misinformation that I I'm so, uh, so frustrated over. And I want to leave people with something to think about a 30 or 40,000 people study isn't representative of 340,000 people. We're the test dummies right now. You understand? They're not going to know the effects of this vaccine until about two or three years later. You know, so I, 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 and listen, you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can call me whatever you want, but I'll rather wait to see who may die, who may develop some kind of illness or what have you, and know the total, the total fallout from this vaccine and virus. It it didn't like I'm and I'm gonna keep saying it. It didn't affect me, and I was and I'm on the front lines right now. So guess what? I've earned the right because I have skin in the game. I earned the right to wait and see. I agree. You know, you think about Johnson and Johnson, who's making the vaccine right now, just uh, had to pay out billions of dollars for just one of the many uh, uh, lawsuits that that was given. Uh, on behalf of those who uh, used the Johnson and Johnson's uh, talcum powder, the the baby powder, and because it contains uh, it contained asbestos, and you look at this, and like you mentioned, why does it take so long for us to find out from the backside after money was made uh, that we finally get to the truth? And I think that we've just got to stay on our. I, I don't think we need to be negative about this and sadistic, but I think if we just keep our head up. And 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 listen to show shows like uh, yours, John. I mean, you, I mean, I love your show. I mean, it's got it just bumps along, and <laughs> and I just love it. I just love the way you you just tackle every subject. Yeah, Doctor David Kobaba, host of HealthQuest Radio, heard right here every Saturday, at eleven o'clock. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. You bet. You're the best. Thank you guys. <laughs> we got through that segment. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Listen to Black and White. We'll be right back. After all, don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Black and Right. I'm Verlon Galloway. I'm your co-host today. John's clearing his throat right now. And um, we're going to come to our next guest. His name is Gene Crum. I'm hoping I'm saying his last name right. But Gene Crum, welcome to the show. Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, Verlin. I appreciate that. And you did get it right. It's Crum rhymes with broom. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so what what do you have for us today? Well, I was calling in. I had the pleasure of chatting with John earlier in the week uh, and connecting with him when he and, uh, was co-hosting with uh, Amy Jacobs and uh uh, we, we ended up talking a little bit about my role as president of Judson University and um, our school year academically being in person on campus all uh, all this past year and what our plans for are for the upcoming year. And then uh, we also talked a little bit about the fact that on July 9th, we'll be hosting um, um, Hollywood actor uh, Terrence Howard to talk about innovation and entrepreneurship with uh, Martin Vargas, who's a Jetson alum and chair of our World Leaders Forum Board. So uh, there was quite a bit, but I've been enjoying the show and just really appreciated Dr. Kolbaba. I'm pretty sure he's in East Dundee, and I live in West Dundee, so it's almost like hearing a neighbor talk. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, give us some more details. I mean, get to the nuts and and bolts about this that you're promoting. 
Well, the event, uh, Judson University uh, for the last uh, decade has had a great program called the World Leaders Forum where we bring in people from different perspectives to share with our students as a faith-based liberal arts college. We believe we should do our very best to expose people to ideas and help them to understand those ideas and then make their own choices, empower them to, with self-agency to think about these issues and, and be able to come up to their own determination. So we have uh, three programs. The World Leaders Forum program has brought in George W. Bush, Mikhail Gorbachev, Condoleezza Rice, Caroline Kennedy, Newt Gingrich and Howard Dean in a bipartisan conversation, Felipe Calderon in Mexico, Tony Blair. We've had some incredible leaders come in and speak. Then we have the Inspiration Series where we've brought in uh, Mary Lou Retton, former U.S. Olympic gymnast, um, Nick Vujicic, who was born without arms and legs and has a great organization called Life Without Limbs, and, and how he talks about people about being empowered uh, even though he was born without arms and legs. And then with Mark Vargas, our distinguished alum, uh, Mark's chair of the World Leaders Forum Board now, he created a series in, our, in partnership with called Conversations with Mark Vargas. Mark, of course, uh, very uh, involved in helping get uh, Rod Bogoyevich uh, sentence commuted and uh, has been involved with politics for a long time, going back to the um, uh, Iraq-Iran war. Um, and he has this great connection and networks. The first one he did was Mark Cuban. So we brought in Mark Cuban to our campus, and now he's going to bring in Terrence Howard, and they're going to talk about entrepreneurship, a new partnership they have, and uh, what it's like to be a Hollywood actor, but then also an innovator and entrepreneur. And I think Mark said Terrence Howard has over 90 patents, which is fairly remarkable. Wow. I want to take it to this. I mean, this is an, this is an inspiration to the youth and to people that need need something like this to look to look up to. Um, you want to ask? Yeah, I want to. I would like to go to that too. That that sounds extremely interesting. What you're doing, bringing all these leaders in so people can have access to them. I think that's absolutely commendable. You know, we need more of that in today's society. I agree. We, we we're pretty polarized, and I think there's a you know there's a famous saying that says, "In the uh, essentials, unity; in the non-essentials, liberty; but in all things, charity." We've lost the charity part. Oh, I we, agree. We've lost the charitable sense of being able to have dialogue and conversation, and which is one of the reasons I admire your all show. And um, you know, even though Verlin goes about the troublemaker, I think the way you all give folks room and space on your show to debate ideas, push back and forth. That's what that's what coming to Judson should be about. It should be about being at a faith-based liberal arts college where people can talk through ideas and, and, and begin to form their own thoughts about how they feel about things. Well, I think John and Verlin on the cutting edge with uh, the John Anthony show, I, I believe that uh, their opinion is pretty valuable. I live two and a half hours south of the studio in central Illinois, and they have a tremendous following down in our area because they're on the cutting edge of what's going on today. And I think that's very important, just like the work you're doing. I think that's very important. And uh, Verlin and I would both like tickets to come to that event. If you can arrange it, we'd appreciate it. That sounds great. It'll be July 9th. Uh, tickets are now on sale. We do have a VIP experience with uh, Terrence where uh, you can meet him, get your picture taken with him as, as well. Uh, the program will be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. If folks need more information, they can go to our website, which is 
judsonu.edu backslash WLF conversations. Uh, and um, um, that will give you all the information on there that, uh, that you need to know. And, and the proceeds that we raise really go to some amazing things. We, uh, uh, Mark is very passionate about the RISE program at Judson. RISE stands for Road to Independent Living, Spiritual Formation and Employment. That's for students that have Down syndrome, autism. And uh, they, they come to Judson for a two-year experience. And so a lot of these proce- proceeds will support that program. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. John apologizes. He had to run. Um, like I said, he was clearing his throat. It was kind of serious. Uh, thank you for thank you for coming on the show. And uh, stay tuned, everybody, to more Black and Right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Black and Right. Wow, this show was just rolling on, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's we, awesome. We didn't miss a beat. <laughs> Not one. Now, I want to hear more about your organization, because you didn't, you didn't get enough time to talk today. I don't believe you did. Okay. So tell me more about your uh, organization and some upcoming events, because I want to attend some of those, too. So, well, my organization is Back to Badge. We're a 501c3 charity. My name's J.D. Bates. I'm the chairman. Uh, what we're designed to do is we go out and promote the good side of the police department and why we need law enforcement in this country. One of our current tasks right now is to try to defeat the 3653 bill and a lot of the segments of it. So we've been going out doing a lot of speaking tours. I know the, I know the listeners to this station is very educated, but we can never stop explaining what that bill is that you're trying to stop. Break it down for the listeners. Well, here's uh, here's one of the worst uh, parts of the bill. So I have granddaughters, and I have a daughter, and you probably have grandchildren. And John Anthony has children. He has daughters. Well, a peeping Tom decides to come to my house or John's and watches the granddaughter or daughters trying to get dressed, what we call the police. Well, the police come on the scene, and all they can do is write the guy or perpetrator a ticket, but they can't force him off the property under the new law. Huh? What do you mean? Cannot. Nope. They can only issue him a ticket. Now, if I decide to go outside with my gun or a baseball bat or my bare hands, whatever, I don't dare touch the person because now I can be in trouble and ticketed, but they can't remove him from the property. So he gets to stand on your property all night long. Right. Exactly. Or say he goes into a restaurant. They can't remove him. They can write him a ticket as a nuisance, but they can't remove him. That's one of the bad provisions of the bill. What kind of insanity is that? It was all passed by the shadow of the night at 2.30 a.m. Do you know who even put that in the bill? I do. Who? It was the Black Democrat Congress of Chicago that wrote those things. They've been trying for nine months to get that in the bill, and they finally got it passed once Joe Biden became president. What kind of justice is that for the average citizen? It's that, not. That, that's not justice. It's not justice. If you're on my property, right. you're looking at my, I have four daughters, right. and you're looking at one of my daughters through the window, right. and you get to stand on my property all night, just get a ticket? Yeah, that's it. You're going to get off my property. And uh, the care. second worst part about it is it takes the protections away from the individual police officers. Now, supposedly there's a trailer bill out there to protect their rights. So this is how it boils down. 
So you and I are sitting together having dinner on your back patio with your kids and my kids and the granddaughters. And all of a sudden there's a homicide out in the front yard. Somebody drives down the yard, drives down the road, and they're shooting the guns up, and they shot your neighbor. Well, they're still in the neighborhood. They're shooting now. They're coming around the corner shooting at us. The police arrive. The cops open fire. They decide the police are going to be able to take this guy down, so they take him down. Okay. Suspect down. Dead. Right. Well, now the suspect's family can turn around and sue the police officer because he doesn't have the same immunity protections as he used to. They changed They, they ch- really changed They it? really changed that. You do not have immunity anymore. You don't have unlimited immunity. They took a lot of the immunity away. So not only can they sue you, but they can go after your house, your pension, your family, the whole nine yards. That's how bad this bill is. Oh, we talked about that. So now police are going to be scared for their family and their future and, 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 exactly. and their property. So it's, you're not going to get the assistance that you need. No. So in the last couple months, I've been with several other sheriffs down in the heart of Illinois, and you're seeing mass exodus for retirement. If the officer has 20 years, they're putting in their paper to retire. I don't know. You know, because it's like, why would you risk the rest of your life for this? That's, you know, because, again, this is where our politics has failed us. Yeah, but that's what you get when you have a top-to-bottom, controlled, Democrat, leftist, exactly. progressive, Marxist state and city. I mean, this is this is insane. If if people don't wake up and understand that we're living in insanity, I don't know what it's going to take. I said this last week. I don't know how low can they stoop to make you stand up. Exactly. You know, you need to stand up. I can't fight for your property. I can't fight for your rights and your liberty. You have to fight for your rights and your liberty. I can only speak to it. Right. But if you're not listening, then you're going to kneel. So you, you can know, ju- you're going to, you're going to kneel. I know Dan Prof has this, uh, has this saying from game of Thrones, you know, about kneeling. And I have my own like kneeling to Negan. I don't know if you watched the walking dead, but I'm not going to kneel to Negan. Right, me neither. It won't happen. So why don't you, t- why don't you tell so, us about some upcoming events? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be in Schaumburg at Gary Rabine's headquarters on Friday in the morning. Uh, we also were doing a big gun and ammo rally, for, to support the police department, we have basically 60,000 rounds of ammunition that we're raffling off. So if people would like to buy tickets for that. And then we're leaving Friday afternoon to go south to Effingham. We'll be in Effingham Saturday and Sunday doing several events in Effingham, Illinois. Oh, okay. So that's You're some You're going to have to keep me events. abreast of these events because you know what? Like I said a few weeks ago, maybe about three to four weeks ago, I am 95% back to blue Three weeks ago, but after meeting you, I'm going to go out on a limb. Awesome. It, you know how they say 99.9% of the police is doing the right thing? That's right. You brought me to 99.9% backing the blue. Awesome. All That's right? great. So let me, everybody, try to get in touch with this. How, how, how do people get in touch you with You can get a hold of us. Uh, you can call our office line at 630-461-8888. At 630-461-8888. Or you can go ahead and find me on Facebook. My name is Jay Debates. Please get in touch with this man and come out and support our, our police and law enforcement. They need our support, ladies and gentlemen. Show them that we have their back. Stay tuned to more Black and Right. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Yeah.
Welcome back to Black and Right. Ooh, we had a heck of a show, and we're going to finish up with a heck of a caller. Let's Amen. go straight to the phones. Line one, Candace from Mount Pleasant. Hi. The reason why um, the left would do something like that in the state of Illinois is because they already have plans for what's coming. And imagine what this is really about is for them to be able to do deviant acts in public and loot acts, and you can do nothing about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? People don't think this way, but I'm telling you, they they put laws in because they already know what their plans are. And imagine you're at a restaurant. Wait, wait, wait. You're at a restaurant outside having a meal. Some guy comes out, whips out whatever, starts to, you can't do nothing. You can do nothing. You can't remove him. The police ain't going to cover him. Let's say he follows you home. Let's say he likes your daughter or wants to traffic your daughter. What are you going to do about it, huh? Huh? See, that's what they're doing. They're pushing you. They're poking you, poking you, poking you in the chest. But what's the I don't know over- when the men in this country are going to stand the hell up. I what's, don't know. But, Candace, what do you see the overall goal is by the left? Do you Are they intentionally or unintentionally trying to destroy this country? Intentionally trying to. Well, obviously, they've already, to me, they've already destroyed it. Now they're just picking off a carcass, okay? And what they're trying to do is they're trying to. Um, the last people are the patriots who are in their way, and they want to put all those people in jail, just like they did on uh, January 6th. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what they want to do. And if you defend your family, your daughter, your son, whoever, then they're just going to put you in jail and you know say that you are anti-LGB, whatever, or anti-this, and then they're just going to leave you in there and never give you a court case. I just don't know what kind of America they want. I mean, they, they're changing everything, but I just don't. They don't want an America, Vermont. <laughs> they don't care about America. Get that through your head. They don't care about America. That's right. They don't want police department. This defund bill is going to be get rid of the police bill. It's, it's no, no, going to no. kill the, them. The, the wording, forget about wording, whatever they say. What this is attack on the people, it's attack on your, it's attack on your private property rights. Don't right. you get that? Yes. Yeah, but I think it's it's a culture. I, I said earlier in the show, it's a cancer that's festering from the inside, and it's not going to be any foreign nation that take us down. It's going to be us taking each other down, and we need to stop it. We need to cure this cancer. You know, otherwise, I don't know where we're going to be. Is it, Are we, we going to be a third-world country? Are we going to be Somalia? You're not, not going to be able to cure the cancer when Democrats are ahead of everything because they don't even let cancer be cured and what, you don't think there's a cure for cancer? Of course there is. They just don't want you to know what it is, and then all the leads go to wherever that cure is. Just like Charlie Sheen had to go to Mexico to a doctor who's been hiding for years to get rid of his HIV because he's afraid somebody will kill him if he, you know, talks about the cure. I mean, come on. Well, Everything's rigged. Well, hell, if, 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 if Magic Johnson's still alive, I can't doubt what you're saying. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Candace. Thanks. Well, there is a very famous black doctor who's passed away now. His name is Dr. Sebi, and he was from Africa. And he had proven that he could cure AIDS and everything else by changing the diet and go back to a plant-based diet. Well, I'm no doctor, so I don't know. I just go by what I see. And I remember years ago, I think it was like 20 years ago, um, Magic Johnson was on Howard Stern. Right. And he said, man, you look good. For a person with AIDS, and right. you know, Magic Johnson, you know, he always smiles at anything. But I, I tell you, you know, I, you can call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't doubt what you say. I don't doubt what Candace say. 
Uh, I, I just want to get to the bottom line. What will we become in the next 10 years, 20 years? I, I, I don't recognize this place. A wrecked society. That's It'll be a wrecked society. If they can keep destroying uh, families from the inside out, whether they're black, white, or any color in between, they're going to destroy our country. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week to Black and Right. I want to thank my guests right here, Debates, and come out and support our law enforcement and our police because we need them. They're the thin blue line or red line or whatever you want to say between civilization and chaos. Thank you for tuning in to Black and Right. See you next week. Thank you so much.